here's the thing, Dan. Today, let's just seed that it's a different world. The way that we interact with each other has changed so much. And yet, and yet. Oh, hey, how's it going, Dan? Everything feels good. Feels Ooh, you good. Went to, uh, you went to Target. I had to get one of these, uh, one of these TSA locks. Mm-hmm. And did you do any research or I think you'd said offline that you were kind of just stuck with whatever target had, I am, right? I am really stuck with it. And it, it, it sucks because this is the kind of thing you want to research this a good couple months. You know, you feel like you're going in there like a uh, loose cannon if you don't, but Marco just, could write an iBook about it. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be great? He'd have to compare 10, 15 of these different ones. And mostly what he'd talk about, I think would be the feel of the, the combo dial. You know, one one very into combo combo dial yeah. feel. One's a little. This one sticks a little bit, which I like, but it sticks too much. It's like when you change the radio station on a BMW. You know, you should really. Oh yeah. You know, you should feel good. You hit the turn signal, and you know it's DOS left. Driving should be an experience. You shouldn't just get there safely. That's true. It should be something you experience. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want to feel something when I mm. drop my. Kid I, wish off. I, could, I wish I could feel anything, Dan. <laughs> Literally just everything's gone. You know what? Uh, yesterday, uh, two days ago, I was having lunch with someone and they were asking me in complete seriousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were asking me two people, whatever happened with your pinched nerve? Oh, and I said, I don't, I don't know. We never really went into detail. And I said, maybe he doesn't want to go into detail. So I don't, Well, you know, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'm never sure what it's appropriate to talk about. Oh Yeah. And at the time, I have to be honest with you, Dan, I don't know if you could tell at the time, I was in a lot of pain no, because of that pinched nerve. Yeah. It was, it was bad. I know. Yeah. I, I've had it twice, I think. I'm, it might lead to memory loss. I'm not even sure at this point. Has but it resolved it, or is it still? Well, you know, it's knock on, you know, You're nerves. just worried if you talk about it, it come back. Yeah. It's like in a cold, you know, when you haven't had a flu shot. You don't oh. want to, you don't want to jinx it. I uh, yeah, it went away. I, I did things to try and help it, but I have to tell you, I I have no evidence that anything I did did anything to improve it. Hmm. Maybe I think it's just it time then. Time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I think a, a big problem is my setup here. I'll call it a setup, and uh, primarily my chair and its relationship to the height of the desk is it's like a stress position. I don't know. I don't. I don't You're know talking about your rig. Yeah, my rig, my uh, my my kit. Yeah, your kit, your piece of kit. My, my piece of kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because I, as I think I've mentioned, I, I re- they talk about things you shouldn't say. I'm still as a desk. I'm still using a table that I stole from the student center in college, which is which is a. It's like a, a good, is it a door or something like that? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a professional cafeteria table. <laughs> but you know, it's professional. <laughs> it's perfect for misunderstanding Faulkner at. But it's not great for... Te- well, Dan, what's happening in your private office? What are you doing? Nothing. That's a, on, Only you have heard that. It has been carefully muted so that the audience will have no idea what you're talking about. And that's being picked up by the third room mic that only you hear. Is that what you concentrate on when you meditate? <laughs> it's not even me. It's a package. But, uh, package. yeah. Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. It sounded like that... somebody was trying to build a dog cage and not doing very well. <laughs> Hold on. I, I'll bring it over here. And this is what, what Merlin was hearing. So is it uncharitable for me to, to think that was a little distracting? <laughs> no. Okay. I thought you're, you you could get, you know, you're all about focus. I'm doing that thing now <laughs> where I, I point my index finger and my middle finger at my eyes in a V-shape and then I point them at you and then back at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I make this noise. <laughs> I had a tiger. My daughter does that to me. Pay attention to me, she says when she does that. Look at two right here. Wow. 
Um, How is she doing in school? New school? New school. Huge school. Um, (laughs) Actually, that's related to one of our two uh, potential topics today. Get a topic, got a topic. One one goes east, one goes west. So what? So what? Um, Hold on. I got got the whole, I got both uh, of them because there are two. Easy text. All right, go ahead. Uh, Hold on, here they are. First, th- first is this one. One dog goes one way, and the other dog goes the other way. Okay, and then the response is. One is going east, and the other one is going west. So what? <laughs> Just for you. Welcome back to Pimp Bot and the Chip Cage on Q one oh seven. Is that the bone? Weren't you telling me? Was that you? The was bone one oh seven dot seven. The bone. <laughs> it would become one bone for the Boneyard Classic. Nice. Classic Boneyard. Um, and so, uh, school bones, uh, well, the nerve, I mean, oh yeah. So yeah. Misunderstanding Faulkner. That was a great Keanu Reeves movie. Uh, yeah, you know, it's bad. And I think I, I it's my chair's falling apart. One of the screws <laughs> fell out. So now one of the arms moves laterally just in, independently. So it's kind of like sitting on a yoga ball but <laughs> with my arm. Do you think this is how people like how, for example, we've talked about hoarders. Do you think they, well, I'll just keep one week's worth of newspapers just one week and then it's like well <laughs> i mean I, I had didn't get through the whole thing so now i'm just gonna all out two weeks i'm pretty sure there's a recipe in there <laughs> and i saw i wanted to clip that one article about beans I, i'll go back to it i'll go through that scrapbooking <laughs> scrapbooking please oh my god it's 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 yeah, it's hoarding plus a visit to Michael's, basically, the scrapbooking. Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, that's not good. I should probably update my kid. You know what it is, Dan? There's some things I'm I'm, I'm okay spending money on, other things I'm not. And I know it's silly because I mean, you might be like this. I know we have friends like this who are really into their chair and they'll buy like a really, really nice chair and they'll research chairs. And I think Gruber in particular has talked about his chair and I should get a nicer chair, but it just feels like a weird thing to spend money on. Mm. I don't know. I mean, you know, it's just, I could, but... Like, why, gotta, why weird? If you have a legitimate... Uh, if you're legitimately bronchial, or if you have a problem, hmm. uh, like a pinched nerve or something, and yeah. you want to address that... Yes. Then I feel like it's fine. I mean, how how much did you spend on the remedies that you used for your pinched nerve? Hundreds? Oh, see, I need this. You could be my life coach. That, that, I thought you know it what? was. That's, I thought that was what this show was about. I'm so glad that you're my life coach. Thank you, Dan. I, hmm, you know, I bought two chairs. I bought a chair in the 90s and I bought a chair in the 2000s. And I think I, I both, both of them were purchased, I think. You ever go to Office Depot, Office Max, Office Staples, and out front they've got like the dented, <laughs> the dented file, you know, cabinets. Yeah. And like all the things, the, the scratch and dent models. Mm-hmm. I think both of my chairs were bought that way. And they were less than like $150, which still seems ridiculous. $150 for a chair seems like so much money to me. And yet I sit in it a lot. I should get a standing desk or a treadmill desk. That's what I should do. You know, Jason Snell, he stands. Yeah, I like standing. And the way that we have the studio set up here is so that it's the booms are all tall enough. So you can, if you are you standing stand. right now, no, I'm sitting on the, the balance ball right now. I'm going I'm to try. Hang on. Oh, this does feel better. But you're far. You're far. You can hear me fine, can't you? Yeah, we can do the show like this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, it went away. I, I, it's so hard to tell. There, there are times uh, w- when I can tell that something is making a difference. But as I get older, uh, things don't make as much of a difference. Mm-hmm. This leads to my topic as well. But um, let's see. Where were we? You went to Target. Oh, yeah. So your lock. It has good combo feel. 
Well, I actually was having to unpack it yet. I just got in and flew flew right into the studio because we were, you know, we needed to start. So I don't I know. Told you, I told you my, my affliction uh, earlier today, which mm-hmm. is that I, I, I feel like there's only a few things I ever pick for, for codes on those things. And, you know, they're not like NSA grade locks, right? I mean, yeah. you got four digits usually. And I feel like I have this array of like six things I choose from for three or four digit things. And yet, I think I have five to 40 of those locks and I don't know how to open any of them. Mm. I don't know. Not, you know, you get those keys, those junky keys. I've got hundreds of those keys for different things around the house. Now, see, now it's probably an organizational problem on my part. Do you prefer a lock with a key or do you prefer a combo lock? Well, you know, here's the thing is that uh, I think they come with a key in many cases to, to get around your, you basically TSA yourself. Right. But do you have a, I mean, without saying too much, do you have a naming convention for how you do combinations? Um, no, but maybe I need one. How do you remember things? Do you write it down? No. What things? Well, you're going to have to pick a new three, I don't want to say too much, three, four, possibly five digit code right. for your for your, for your combo. Should I go get the lock? No. All right. Then how will you, you'll choose a number. I'm guessing they'll all be numerals. Maybe it could be a mnemonic or something, but mm-hmm. then you pick different ones for different locks. You do them all the same. I mean, it doesn't really matter. It's a, it's a, it's a joke. You could pop that off with a with a with a pocket knife, probably, right? But it's it's like my friend Chris's uh, dad says: you keep the honest people honest. Am I right? Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing where if you have a lock on there, and there's the there's another suitcase that's coming out right next to it without a lock, then they're probably not going to mess with yours. But see, that's not even why I have it hmm. because I don't check bags. Okay, I don't check that. You've got a TSA lock to take something on a plane. No. I frequently arrive at a hotel, and sometimes the room is not ready. And I'm not the kind of person who enjoys spending the day sightseeing in a city or meeting people whilst dragging my luggage around. Or schlepping, as as you say. A schlepper, a schmeckle. Yeah. You you leave it with them there at the desk. Now, those people, you would Mm -hmm. think you can trust them. So, fine, you can trust them. But can you trust every single person who works at the hotel? I say, maybe not. Whose suitcase is the suitcasers? I know. That's a really good point. It's smart. You know, I hear a lot of stuff gets stolen out of bags. That's what I've heard. So I figure if I have something of, of value in there, valuable, a valuable item, valuable rug, <laughs> value drug, then right. I want to protect that in at least the way of like being, oh, he has a lock on this. Maybe I'm not going to mess around with it because he would have noticed that the lock was not on it when he gets. So then, you know, a little thing like that. Needed to go get it. I did something for a while. And um, like, like most things in my life that I can't really test, I don't think it ever had any effect. But, you know, when I first started getting the notes, you remember when you start getting the note, you get the note in your check bag. The Samsung uh, note or Galaxy mm-hmm. note. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's got a uh, full tablet architecture mm-hmm. and uh, a something chip mm-hmm. it, when they first started putting notes in there they say hey by the way we're the tsa and we rifled through your bag yeah first time i got one of those notes it really freaked me out and and i felt like for a long time i was getting it a lot and i don't know why i don't know how i don't know if it's random i don't know how they pick i'm guessing based on how most people work they probably have to do 10 a day so they pick 10 and then they just go smoke weed and play miniature golf for the rest of the day i mean if it's like any other job in america but but i i did this thing for a while and like i say i don't think this ever had any effect I did not, it, nothing got stolen when I did this, but I, I would, uh, I'm 
I try to be a pretty neat packer. I'm a very compartmentalized packer. I really believe in like bags inside of bags. It's, I think that's a big, I used to be really into packing, like the science of packing. I used to look at packing websites. I was very into it. Um, and so I've got like all these different bags, uh, like, you know, for shirts, for your, for your under things, for, you know, the toiletries or the what have you. And they're all in separate bags. It's very neat. And uh, what I would do is, uh, and then on top of it, I'll put a suit jacket or something large to kind of hold everything down. And what I would do was uh, I'd take a photo of what the bag looked like when I packed it mm-hmm. and put in my business card on, on top of it all. Put my business card and the photograph of what it looked like when I packed it. Oh. And I, I like don't know if that ever had a, Yeah, well, no, you I got a printer, you know? Because, hmm. you know, it's kind of like when they put those cameras over the, uh, over the bike racks. And and there were just even if it's a fake camera, you get like a fake cop or oh, a fake right. camera, because they know the the suit the suit persons know they're being suit personed, right? I don't know if it makes any difference at all, but now again, I'm going to think twice if I'm if I'm a bag robber, I'm going to go in there and think, wow, I, I'd be kind of a dick to to go tear up this guy's nice bag. Look at this photo. Hmm. Do you think that had any effect at all? And that's on the outside of the photo, or the in, the, the photos taped to the outside of the? No, that would be creepy. Okay. <laughs> that would be really weird. Yeah, no, inside, inside. Okay. Yeah, you know another good one? Um, leave uh, leave like $100 in 20s uh, inside, not where anyone can, can see it, but like where they would, where uh, somebody would break into your house, put like five 20s in okay. the door. And that, that's so that when they if get in, they if take that? Meth, if you're methy and scared and you open the door, you're probably going to grab that and run. And if you're not, you know, you're out a hundred bucks. It's, you know, sunk cost fallacy. That's interesting. Anyway, I, I, should, I, should, I should do an iBook on these. I mean, everybody needs... Have you not done an iBook recently? Um, I have not done an iBook. Jason, I uh, heard Jason Snell talking about the NaNoWriMo, Demo, Timo, Bimo, and I was, thinking, I was thinking about doing that this year. I was thinking about trying to write a nonfiction book in November. Wouldn't that be fun? Why am I, I telling know, you this? I don't know. I would love oh, that. Why am I saying this? Um, anyway, good week? Big, big one. I haven't eaten very well today. I've had a lot of coffee and then I had a lot of cured uh, salty meats. Hmm. So I think it's giving me a little bit of a tension headache in the back of my neck. <clears throat> Hold on. See, I went mm. to that. No, don't, don't. Please don't. It's okay. No, they know. They're familiar with it. They, they've, they've, they've seen the film. Okay. Um, I watched it again the other day. <laughs> do, do, you, do you still get things from it or is it just like a soothing, is it a self-soothing thing? To watch yeah, it I don't think thing? I get, I don't think I get as much as I should out of it anymore. Hmm. Hmm. So what do you do? I mean, do you play it louder or what, what, what kind of options do you have? You can watch it on two screens, but yeah, then when it gets p- slightly out of sync because of the clock speed, you yeah. freak out a little bit. Yeah. Heartbeat. Now that would be, that would be a challenge. Which one is the true version that you're watching? Mm. Mm. But you know what was on, what they put on last night, we had some uh, family staying and I put uh, cash to bed and came back downstairs. Lo and behold, guess uh, nothing to do with me other than the fact that I own this movie and it was on the Apple uh, TV. Guess what movie's playing down there? Was it The Aviator? It was not, no. Oh. It was not The Aviator. It's not The Aviator. No. What were they watching? They were watching The Big, Big Lebowski? Lebowski. What? Mm-hmm. My lady went to watch that out of nowhere a couple weeks ago. I come down. How nice is it? You walk downstairs and it's already playing. Does that feel, doesn't that feel weird though? Doesn't it feel like your personal thing? Like you should no. be there when it's on? No. It's not like them trying on your clothes when you're not no, around or something? No, no, no. Yeah. It's not like, like that. that. No. Yeah, that's a nice feeling. Um, you know, I, I, I was talking about that movie. This is a little bit of uh, uh, fake follow-up. Um, I was talking about how I, I'm suddenly really into The World's End. 
and those other movies. And just today, this morning on the Twitter, uh, Jason Snell, Dan Moore, and a few other people were talking about this uh, TV show, this uh, UK TV show from 1999 called Spaced with uh, Simon Pegg at all. Have you seen that? Spaced? No, I'm trying to think, but I don't think I've seen that. No, I just watched five and a half episodes. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I did while I was prepping. And, uh, and so I just want to say it's on the Netflix. It's in show notes for this episode. Show notes for this episode. Uh, it's, uh, you go to five by five dot TV slash B2W slash one three seven. Uh, B is in fulminate two is in decorous and W is in fulminate. And you will find the, the show notes for that. It's not in preview to my knowledge, but you can go there once this uh, recording is out. And, uh, and so anyway, space, it's on Netflix and you can go and you can watch it. There are others. There's another service where you can watch it, but it's got a lot of commercials. They've been sponsoring a lot of stuff lately, so I don't want to say anything. Yeah, don't. don't. I mean, it's like watching regular TV, Dan. Oh, really? You got the Geico. You got, you got that Tom Hanks with a New England accent movie. You got uh, more Geico. I think, I think Geico and PSAs are single-handedly keeping online services alive at this point. Really? Yeah. They got to be making money off those PSAs. Otherwise, you know, why would they run them? They don't really serve the public. Is that they ever served you? No. What about the crying Native American? Yeah, yeah I, that changed it. me. That changed. That was me. that was good. That yeah, was good. That was really good. Yeah, we we pick up litter. I know that's not clean, but we try to pick up litter because you with know what with it's a di- with, with, your with my hands? daughter with my daughter. Yeah. You use her to pick it up. Well, I mean, when we do it as a, as a joint venture, <laughs> you know, go, like this. So, it. like, hey, let's go pick up some litter, and you, you mean, like canvas you, the the block handle, or something. Handle her like tongs. <laughs> I don't like being handed things. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she, so thought, essentially she has become man, your I think of you. yeah she's become your paddles now <laughs> she is like my paddle but it's funny we're walking around the park she her soccer game was over she's playing at the playground we're ready to walk home and, and we're just talking about litter and i was thinking like do you remember how bad litter used to be when we were kids it used to be so much worse Perv- i think pervasive have, i think it's not great and i blame teenagers teenagers think think that it is it is entitling for them to throw their bubble drinks on the ground not that I'm angry, but I, I think it's, I think people have evolved a lot. Do you remember that? You remember when the guy throws his bag of fast food and it lands at the native American's feet and he cries? He just, but, he's, well, first of all, who would throw spoiler, it? I say that. Who would throw it at his feet? Why would also, you do Dan, that? I don't think you're supposed to be, be walking on highways. Isn't that illegal? Well, not in moccasins. No, maybe you should walk five miles uh, in his, you know, I don't know. miles. It was a different time. Lord, I'm one. Lord, I'm two. Lord, I'm three. Lord, I'm four. That's a great song. 500 miles. Anyway, um, spaced. It's really good. It's so frustrating to me, Dan. It's so frustrating. I don't know why. I don't know why there has to be this time where, where, where you just can't go pay money for a movie to watch it at home. It's crazy making to me. You mean it's like crazy. a new movie that has come out? Like I this mean, uh, a partly cloudy with meatballs or whatever this thing is? That looks crazy fun. Have you seen the first one? Yes. We own that now. Oh yeah, we own it. And it's, we watch it a lot. Yeah. There's a new Adventure Time that just came out that I don't... Have you seen it? It came out Monday. The new one. Um, I saw... The latest one I saw was... Well, the thing on Apple TV is you buy it, but then they won't give it to you until there's a twofer. Right? So like, if you buy it and the second episode isn't out yet, you don't get it. Right. Because they do it, you know, two per, per package. Yeah, I know. I think I did see it. I saw this. Uh, we only it's the one, one with Princess Bubblegum and the, and the amulet? Um, I think I did see that. I want you to explain that one to me 
Wait, wait, tell me a little more because I think I saw this in my next wording. Tell me about it. Well, <clears throat> it was, it was, a, see, I, you, you hear that, right? Oh, you hear that from over here. You hear that on this mic, right? See, I got to point that away. No, I just, I just intuited that you cleared your throat down. I couldn't actually Well, I hear. mute that stuff so that the audience doesn't hear it and then you. Is that something you can do? You can mute while you're recording? I only have one mic being recorded in this whole room. You're, can you see how that would be confusing for me? Can you imagine if I put a mic out like on the street and, and I was just like, no, 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 don't worry, you're the only one hearing that. That'd be very confusing. I'm not, I'm not going to respond okay, to that. Okay, that's what I thought. Anyway, so it, uh, pr- it's it, called it, gaslighting, Dan. You're, you're gaslighting It me. takes place in the past and Princess Bubblegum has not yet built her whole candy kingdom and somehow Finn is actually another person, like a, a, a girl with only one arm or something. And anyway, the cast was trying to explain this to me and uh, I just was not f- following. <laughs> I'm having a it. really a huge brain fart. We watched one the other night from the latest batch, and I cannot. Re- I remember really liking it, but I don't remember anything about it. I'll have to try and watch it tonight. You know that show, man. They they keep swinging for the fences. I know. It's, it. They never. They never just. There will be little like you know uh, self contained episodes, but you still you turn that show on and you never know what you're going to get each week. It's delightful. We should recommend that. Was, uh, um... That's him. <laughs> I, that's I've I've uh, I've chatted with him before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not recently. Else? Not recently enough. Anything else you like to play for our audience, Dan? No. You got something you want to play? Oh yeah, I've got. Um, what do you want to hear? Oh God, you know what's funny? The other night, um, my my daughter um, played YYZ on a coffee cup, and I recorded. Hang on, one second. Yeah, get it, get it, get it. That's all I got of it. I don't think she even got it exactly right. Um, anyway, you should watch that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, I'm, you know, there's all, they have so many good shows. Maybe there's good shows in America too. I don't know. But I just keep finding these great UK shows I've never seen. You know, I always think of like, there's like five shows in the UK that I know. And I should probably solicit, well, you know, I should ask people to tell me more. You're like Downton Abbey. I, yeah, I've seen that. That's a good I've one. Seen, yeah. Guys can like that. It's all right. Yeah, um, I watched it with the subtitles on because I get real confused. <laughs> not just not just the, not just the accents. I just get confused. Uh, uh, things like that, keeping you know, track like, of the the people and what they're doing. Yeah, they had good etiquette back in those days, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they had to. You know, here's the thing, Dan. Today, <laughs> let's just see that it's a different world. The way that we interact with each other has changed so much, and yet, and yet, do you want to talk about etiquette? I have one more F you here. Go I think. Caller. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I got to mention this. Um, my uh, my go to iOS calendar app uh, has a big, 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 big update out, and I want to tell people about it. It's in show notes. Uh, it's called Calendars Five hmm. uh, by Riedel. I think is how you pronounce it, Riadle. And um, it's I, it's all I ever want to open. It's it's just amazing, and it's 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 just it's real pretty. But real uh, easy to use. It's it's designed differently for iPad and iPhone. Like it, it works. You know, it's it uses those screen layouts differently in the two apps. I think to much great effect. It's got built-in task stuff that you can hook up with your reminders if that's how you roll. And uh, one really nice thing, it does the natural sort of like Fantastical. It does the natural language thing, so you can go in and when you create hit plus, you create a new event and you type in some natural language. You know, uh, call Dan. Uh, you know, January first at 10 a.m. And it, it knows what it grocks, what all that means and puts it in the right fields. And it's, um, it sounds so silly. It's like, like you, you said something today about weather apps and how you like pretty weather apps. 
Um, I'm kind of like that with calendars, where I will look at almost every calendar and then very rarely use more than one. Which one is your absolute all-time favorite now? Uh, for, for iOS? Yeah. Oh, absolutely calendars. No Cal- question. Still calendars. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, over time, I, I've had a whole... I mean, you know, we're lucky to have so many great different calendars. For a long time, I liked Helvetical. Agenda, I think, is really good. Yeah. But, you know, I think... I hate that word. It's very competitive. I think I think that calendars are something that people will pay money for. Oh yeah, people. Well, you know what I mean. It's like um, calendars five mm-hmm. looks really, really, really good. I was reading a the iMore review of it. I guess was it late last week? Mm-hmm. And this looks like it might be the one. Like for me, it's not a big set. Like the I know it has um, it has that natural language input, but I don't. Like, that's not something I find that I use a lot. I discovered it accidentally two days ago. Really? Oh, no, that's not, that was, that's not the marquee feature for me. The marquee feature... I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. Go. Thank you. Uh, first time, Riedel. I, um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know what I did? I did that thing that I love, which is I click in a field, I start typing, I go, hmm, I've been conversing with these people. I've used this beta, and they're very smart. I don't read the notes. <laughs> right. But I wonder if this will do this, and bonk, totally did it. It's really beautiful. But this is the thing that's hard to explain. Like, I, I don't feel this way about cars. I don't feel this way about chairs. I don't feel this way about most things. But I, I do feel this way about iOS apps, where the way that it feels to use and the way that it's designed, I, I'm not a, I would not even begin to call myself a designer anymore. And I, I don't think I have great taste. But I can definitely look at three or you that one I like a lot better because mm-hmm. it feels better. And <clears throat> this is one that really feels better. And I, I really do live by my calendar as I've said so many numerous times, it really is important to me to, you know, if, if, if I'm committing to something at a date and time, it gets written down right, right, right then. Um, and that's, that's, and you know, and I, and I don't want to have to think about this stuff. So I want good alarms. I want things like, you know, multiple alarms and things like that. So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I've used lots in the past. I think I fell in love with calendars with now up to date a long time ago by, by our friends who make BusyCal uh, now, which is also just, BusyCal is absolutely my go-to on the desktop. I love it. Uh, I'm exactly the same way. And that's like one of the first things I install on a Mac. Even if I have like, if I have it for an hour, that's already there. Like that's the starting point. And you use, but you do use, use Google calendar, right? Yes. So so you could, that's one. I mean, unlike something like whatever launch bar or text expander, that is something you could use, but you like it enough that you, they should, they should sponsor the show more. I really like that app a lot. Oh, I do too. Um, But when I was administering that little network, so funny. Uh, you're killing me. You're just killing me. The um, I I uh, it was it, back in like 1995. I, I say this like every two months, but <laughs> it still drives me bananas that now to date and now contact was a, a networkable um contact and calendar sharing solution at a time when I think it was before publish and subscribe. Maybe mm. I mean it was you know what I mean. I mean just in the sense of like. They were really in front of that stuff. You could, you know, plug in your little uh, local talk and, <laughs> and and share all that stuff. Anyhow, it still drives me crazy that there's no like I don't know if I'm using the word right, but no semantic companies inside of uh, address book apps. Doesn't that seem bizarre? Yeah, it still seems I don't know how anybody could run a business like a real actual business, like be a salesperson using a a, a contact app. Well, you know, as long as we're on the derail, let, let me get it out of the way. Um, busy, uh, busy cow is absolutely my go-to for the desktop and that's yours as well. Yeah, absolutely. No, no question about it. I mean, there's some things where like I, uh, I put, um, I put that in the new colorful thing mm-hmm. on my, um, devices. 
And uh, really, really, really like it. It's weird, but I like it. But of course, there's times when, like, if I click on an event from the lock screen thingy, the control center or whatever it's uh, called, right. it'll, it'll take me to the, the Apple's calendar app, which is okay. Uh, but I mean, I will always, I will always, sometimes I'll jump into Google Calendar on the web um, when I'm on my Mac. With great but, reluctance, I will do that also. Well, it is an easy way to do certain things, as you've certainly learned from me. If I'm almost, I'd say over 80% of the time, if I'm proposing, something be done at a given time to another person i'll put a google calendar invite inside the gmail um email message so that that's something that you can do from inside gmail and so i do end up tweaking stuff in google calendar on the web a lot but so yeah we both like busy cal on the mac uh for me um on uh ios i'd say I'd calendars there are a lot of good ones out there it's it is partly a matter of taste it could be also like does drafts interact with this? Like I love the fact that you can type something up in drafts and send that to Fantastic Calendar it'll parse it. Mm-hmm. But part of our part of the big win for us as winners is that you're not stuck with any of these. If you're using any kind of modern, um, if you don't have just local calendars, you know what I mean. If you've got some kind of sync calendar, you can use whatever you want, and it you know it'll just work. But that's my go to. And what's yours right now on iOS for calendars? Well, I while you were just describing that, I. Put calendars five on here, and it, I hate. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, I got this. This calendars yeah. five because I, I was using uh, Fantastical, and, and you still can, and you still can. I'm yeah. I mean, I, I guess. No, I mean they're not. I'm sorry. I just they're not. They're not incompatible. It isn't like you have to. Yeah, pick you could one. use both if you really. It's like using a text editor. It's a, you can use as many as you like. Mm. I like to pick one and just run with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But it's awful pretty, isn't it? It's really, really nice. And what I like about it is how easily, and again, this is the first time I've used this new version. Uh, what I really like is how easy it is to switch between the, the task list, day, week, and month view. Mm-hmm. And how nice and seamlessly that works. And that's, you know, I am not a big fan of gestures. I just... I understand their importance. I understand the use of gestures, but I like things when they be, when, if you're going to have a gesture, it should be something like right now I'm in the day view. If I just swipe left, it's going to move to the next day. Well, mm-hmm. not all of them do that. So it's, you know, and little things like you can just tap, you swipe to the right and then you tap the date and it takes you back to the original date. Very intuitive. Well, swipe, uh, swipe from top to bottom and you go up to change your view. I don't know if you're on your, on your iPhone. Yeah. Yeah, and if you go up, you'll see that you can switch to task, day, I don't have it in front of me, week, month, but and you also see the little calendar icon. Yeah. And if you click that, you can go and flip your calendars on and off. Oh, nice. Sort of like, I mean, I, I like the way Safari on iOS 7 autom- <clears throat> automatically jumps into full screen mode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I didn't even notice it for a few days that my stuff, the, the Chrome at the top was disappearing when I scrolled down. Right. I think it's very clever. I mean, it's... Uh, to your point, though, I, I, I know what you mean. Um, something like editorial. Uh, I'm so in love with editorial for iPad right now. It's just fantastic. And um, the way that it uses gestures is so smart. But again, look at the way Apple is using gestures now mm-hmm. to get you to those different places. And what's weird is, though, I think it is becoming a little bit more standardized. I think in calendar apps, swiping right to left does pretty commonly take you to the next version of whatever it is you were just on. Yeah. Right, The next day, the next month, the, the next what have you. you. This is five bucks well spent. I'm glad you, I'm really glad you like it. I've been a Calendars Plus fan for a really long time. I think it's super impressive. And where do you put it on your iPad? Uh, you get a really nice, like, um, I don't know what you call it, that old school, you know, the left panel of like an overview. So like when you're in day mode, 
you get this like a third of the screen or so on the left is a list of all of your events. And as you scroll down the list, it kind of, anyway, it's just, it's very cleverly designed. The task integration stuff is pretty good. If, if you need something very simple for task management, it's very easy to deal with. You can stick it up with your reminders. So you could, for example, uh, you know, so basically you go enter something in your reminders app and it shows up on your calendar too in the right place. Well, which is, you know, simple, but it's for something that's as simple as that Apple service, it handles it really well. I'm glad you like it. Um, and so for contacts, um, I, I find there's so many Apple products. You know what I find just completely apropos of nothing? I find the music app on iOS really troubling. The new I don't, all of them. I mean, I, I just, especially on the iPad, I can't believe that I hate to say this. That's not not nice, but I can't believe that's the best they can come up with. Mm-hmm. It's really, really slow for me. Very, very pokey. Even if it's local, anything. What I, I have no. I. It's very uneven. Uh, crashes a lot for me. Um, and I just just the way it's laid out is so bizarre. The way it defaults into that weird like you should playlist with the album covers, and it's just it's very counterintuitive to me. I know it's a hard problem to solve data wise to deal with how people want to do music, but I just think it's it's so weird. But, but, and the, why do I say that? Because the contacts app on iOS and the desktop just drives me bananas. It, it is so frustrating for me to use uh, on, on the desktop in previous operating systems. It's been so buggy. So I use something called Cobook, which I've mentioned before that I really, really like C O B O O K. And I don't know, I don't know how to describe it except to say that it's like these calendar apps. Like when you use it, it's just very, very intuitive. Instead of groups, it uses hashtags. It's mm-hmm. very easy. And it's, again, it's got natural language. So when you open up Cobook, which hangs out in your menu bar on the Mac, you open it up and you start typing. And it auto-completes to you know, whatever name matches it can find. Um, and then if you hit enter, it opens that person's card, kind of like NVAlt, you know, in that way. Oh, right. You know, and then you can do Command-L to edit. And there's a uh, Omnibar up there. So if you type in a string of 10 digits... It, it knows that that's a phone number. So then when you hit enter, it says, okay, do you want this to be home or work or whatever? So much faster than flipping through fields. Um, you can also do stuff like, say, like pound work. And then that will assign what you, know, what you call a group in contacts, a dot app. It assigns that hashtag to it. And then you can do stuff like star certain um, people to always appear at the top of your list. Uh, it integrates with Twitter. It integrates, so you can like basically pull in people's, it'll go grab pictures of people from mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook mm-hmm. if it can find them. And I use that, uh, that syncs all through iCloud. So I use iCloud, I use GCal, Google Calendar for calendars and iCloud for contacts. Um, although I'm, I don't know, I might look at that again. But yeah, but anyhow, and, and so that all syncs between all your devices and then Cobalt just does the sync every time you open it. But it's pretty efficient. Have you ever played with Cobook? Uh, you told me about it once on an earlier show, and I did put it on there, and I have not found myself using it that much. Mm-hmm. I don't think I live in the um, in the address book as much as you do, and I don't mm-hmm. mean that. I don't mean that in a weird way. Like, I, no, no, yeah. Um, I, I I don't know why. It's just it's one of those things where like I used to be like this with metadata before I found Music Brains Picard. I'm still like this with my contact stuff. I like to know that my contacts are like synced right mm-hmm. and don't have weird duplicates. It's why I like that Contacts Cleaner app. You can get on the App Store. It'll go in and it's pretty smart about finding duplicates, fixing phone numbers, getting things formatted the way you like. I'm not that tightly wound about that many data things. 
But for some reason, I don't know. I like to know that that stuff is is done correctly. Um, and I mean, one one big workflow thing for me. This sounds silly, but especially when I travel. But I what I'll frequently do um, is you know if I'm tra- if I'm out and about, I'll do a search in um, Apple Maps or something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm guessing lots of people do this. I'll do a search for Apple Maps. Say, okay, where's the steak near here? And I see the steak. There's a steak place, Bob's Steaks. And I click the little I or whatever it is. And it, it says, you know, do you want to add this to contacts? And then I'll add that to contacts. And uh, I like then that that's then synced, you know, in all my different places. Even if I never use it again, it's, yeah. you know, pretty trivially small. Um, the way that I got using Codebook a lot was, um, like I say, it hangs out in the menu bar and I assign control command space to it. So control command space uh, opens up Codebook. So just that one little keystroke and I start typing and it finds somebody's name. So a lot of times I don't use that to call somebody. I use that to like copy their email address right. or, you know, and I can still use Quicksilver since it's all in contacts as well. Wow. This is accidentally a show about productivity. Yeah, I know. Ooh, that's no good. Oh, Hey Dan, you want to tell me about something you like? Oh, I would, I would love to tell you about something I like. How about Squarespace? This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the only one platform that makes it easy to create your own website. It can do whatever it is that you want it to do. You can make a blog, you can make a portfolio, you can make a single serving site, you can make amazing, really amazing galleries. It's up to you. What they want you to do is they want you to go to squarespace.com. And this month, very special for September, you're going to get 20, usually they give 10%, which is nice. Now they're giving you 20% off. Code that you're going to want to use is Batman, one word. And, uh, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy Using this, I made a single serving site just for fun, dansent.me, which is where you'll see the Squarespace codes, but that's where I put the codes. And I thought, you know, I could just do this as an HTML thing, but you know, I'm over, I'm over doing that. I don't want to have to research one of these, you know, CSS frameworks to make it responsive and adaptive. I don't, I don't care about any of that. They're going to do that for me and you can get hosting, you know, all of this is hosted. All of this is taken care of for you. You never have to worry about it crashing. You don't have to worry about security. You can have multiple authors. Uh, it, it's really just the best way. This is the kind of stuff Merlin and I dreamed about. Even five but ten years ago, we just dreamed that one day you'd be able to wake up and just type something or just drag and drop an image or just make something happen on your website without having to spend hours testing and coding and looking in different browsers. And now we've got not just ios but we've got android we've got windows phone we've got all of these different platforms you don't even have to worry about those anymore they take care of everything and their templates which are all available uh, for free right there and you can change them anytime you want there there they take all of that into consideration 20 percent off during september this is going to start like eight bucks a month and the code to use at squarespace.com is batman yeah you can even sell stuff merlin you can sell stuff, you can post your photos. I mean, the whole idea of back in the day when you and I would, I'm guessing you, I used to hack on uh, movable type and Drupal and stuff like that. The whole idea of ever like posting from my quote unquote phone, like what a fantasy that was a million years ago. Cause at best, what I would have gone in somewhere and like, I don't know, like SSH'd in somewhere and like, right. and broken something by not escaping something correctly and the whole page won't display right. That's, that's what we used to have to deal with. It's like, it's almost like our, our parents and grandparents' generation with stereos, with hi-fis, or, or like for that matter, computers. <laughs> right. Like you would go out and, you know, if you would go out and get a kit and build your own hi-fi. So no matter how much, you know, <laughs> being, a, being someone who enjoyed listening to music was secondary to the fact that you had to know how to build a stereo. And you don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a really good way to think of it. 
Yeah. Um, and to, to your point about templates, you know, as you know, Dan, I like to follow the Squarespace blog. They didn't tell us to say this. Uh, they've added some new features recently that I've been enjoying uh, to make it easier to change your template. So you can go out and basically it's make it easier than ever to try on your template uh, change and see right. how it looks, surf around your site without, you know, uh, destructively changing to, to that new, not destructively, you know what I mean, like officially cutting over. But you can also do stuff now, I noticed, where they, so like it used to be, you go into a site and on the first run, you put in a bunch of lorem ipsum text to see what it's going to look like. All the Squarespace templates, to my knowledge, come pre-populated with stuff that you can see what that page is going to look like without you having to go in and make fake calendar events or, or what have you. You can not only have that, you have that in your templates right now, you can delete it, and now they make it so you can even bring that sample data back because, you know, there's that deleted collections thing not that many people know about. Mm-hmm. That's what we should talk about that next time. But um, this is a fantastic service, and it's, it's light years beyond anything I ever would have imagined. And we would very much like you to check them out at squarespace.com, and that offer code for the month of nine is Batman, one word. Batman. Batman. Do we, we miss anything? Was no, that everything? We nailed it. So, uh, an escape. The escape key. Use the escape key. Escape key, config mode versus versus mm. just looking at it. Giant. So, our thanks to, uh, hey, you know, Ryan, little Ryan just had a birthday. He did. How old was he? 15? Yep. Big boy now. Wow. He had a. Uh, he can kins, almost drive. Incenteria. Is that what it's called? Kinsen. Yeah, in his in his culture, that is what they call it. See. Kinsenier. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, gracias. Uh, uh, Poco uh, Ryan, e Squarespace, uh, Punto Com, uh, Paro Los Supportivos de uh, Abra La Puerta. Puerta. Oh, trabajo. No. Oh, it would be uh, Backtrap back Bahar. Trabajando. Trabajando. Boy, that was ping pong. Anyway, thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> That's all I had. That's all I had. So we had we had two uh, uh, two uh, sensible topics, and I and I like them both. Uh-huh. Um, you uh, using me with one that I thought was really good. Uh, uh, would you characterize it as not not just how would you characterize it? Uh, Top, my topic my topic idea. Yeah, yeah. How, how'd you describe it to me? Well, it starts out with the con- what led the thought train is mm. email etiquette and the when when do manners and productivity clash. For example, here's an example. Mm. Let's say that you have a friend who says, "Hey, uh Merlin, I know you're in good with these uh these folks over at uh, at Squarespace, could could you introduce me to them? I want them to sponsor my podcast. So you could say, sure, I'd be happy to do that. So then you send an email, and the email uh, goes out to little Ryan and your friend, and you say, guys, you know, I think you guys might uh, be interested in working with each other. He's got a great show and whatever. You know, at this point, they're both going to reply to this, and most likely they're both going to CC you on the reply. And you don't care, really. I mean, you want your friend to be happy and you'd like your sponsor to be happy, but you don't really need to see either. But you're going to get at least two CCs from from that because each one of them, you're going to get the one, thanks for the introduction, Merlin. Hi, John. I'm Ryan. Uh, it's great to talk to you. And then John's going to reply and he's going to say, oh, it was really good to, to, uh, to meet you, uh, Ryan. Thanks again, Merlin, for introducing it. And you may be included on just that one. 
or you may be included on more of them. And I've seen other people who are doing like moving Merlin to BCC now so that you're BCC'd on that follow-up and then you won't be chained in anymore after... Is that really necessary? What if somebody sends something to you that where they're just thanking you for something? Oh, thanks very much for doing that. And then you write them back and you say, do you write them back? Do you need to write them back and say you're welcome? And this is this kind of thing that I see this all the time where the person is almost like, well, if I don't CC Merlin, then he won't know that we actually connected. And he would want to know that. He, w- he won't sleep. <laughs> he won't sleep at night if, if Ryan and John didn't talk, you know? And If, the, if and I didn't see them performing like like some kind of like Punch and Judy show in my email. <laughs> That's right. And, and somehow if they did reply, but they didn't CC you, then you are going to feel left out of this chain and your work will not be done. And there'll always be that dark cloud hanging over you of, well, mm. I wonder if they ever spoke with each other and you know when do you reply to a thank you email when does being nice to other people actually wind up creating more work for yourself what if there's a system that you've put into place and you want people that you work with to follow it because it saves you a ton of time but they don't like it and now you wind up doing the work that you wanted them to do in your system just so that it works the way you want it to do you know creating more work for yourself to be nice to other people mm-hmm. that kind of thing it's good that's a good one I uh, I got two things to say about that, plus many more. Um, <laughs> the second one is I can tell you how I feel about that. But but first, the reason I like that is I have no idea how to fix that. I love I love problems that I don't know how to fix. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the interesting problems were solved millennia ago. Any problem that still exists today only exists because we haven't found a way to solve it. That's what makes it a hard problem. And this is why, why do I say that? Because some people would like to say, well, this really is as simple as I would never respond to this. Mm-hmm. Or B, I will always respond to this. Or C, I've written this really uh, this really tortured auto-response that people get for anything that isn't within this array of, uh, you know, <laughs> that'll work great. Right. Uh, you know, because none of those are, are appropriate all the time. And that's that's the problem. The problem is you still, I mean, unless you are really legitimately like a psycho, uh, there are times when you're probably going to have to, you may have to jump in. Not always. I mean, I can tell you what I think or what I do. Yeah. But, but I mean, I did that this morning. I accidentally, um, I accidentally at responded to myself today on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Because, because I you did thought that what you said was so smart. You just wanted to con- <laughs> congratulate yourself. If I did that all the time, I wouldn't get anything done. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I was responding about about this TV program to, and I did that thing where I blindly hit Command R or whatever it is in um, Tweetbot and started typing, and I realized I was sending something to like six people, right. and this happens to me all the time where somebody decides to like like whatever that is talk about something related to the, our show talk about something like trying to rope me into an argument about something, and suddenly now my Twitter handle is included in this like seven eight nine fourteen sixteen person thing yeah. We, we start out with this vomit of at symbols and, and, uh, and lots of arguing. And of course that brings in more people. And that's really not that different than what happens with email. Mm-hmm. Where once you start responding all reply all to, to stuff, like you're not really thinking about whether that message is appropriate for every person in there, but especially on Twitter. Hey, you know, can I tell you a world? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you a world. Do you know why I often don't put people's Twitter handle in, in the toot? I, I'm not doing that to be a jerk. I'm doing that because if I type someone's Twitter handle and this, other people may not see it. I don't believe in the little like put in a dot so everybody sees it thing. Like that's weak. Sorry, everyone I know. But but <laughs> I don't do that Like because I think that's really annoying. Um, that's uh, whatever. I mean, we all have different ways we do things. But um, because if I say somebody's name, 
you know, like a, maybe it's something like I'm on blip blop show with at this and at that and yeah. at that. And it is just a big circle jerk. But more often, if I want to quote John Syracuse, like on the off chance that you're not following John Syracuse, if you may not see that dude, if you don't follow him, mm-hmm. isn't that still the case? Yeah, I think that is still the case. So that if you're replying to him, unless you put the little, the little dot or whatever in front of it, no one that follows you will see it unless they're both followed. And it all seems trivial, except that like, I, I mean, whatever I write on there has to sit there forever. And I, I want it to be sensible to me 10 years from now, too. You know, uh, so, but, okay, so how does that relate to this? Well, you can end up getting roped into those things. I have to just say, like, step step minus one, I'm really uncomfortable. I shouldn't say this. I, I, I am sometimes very uncomfortable about email introductions. Um, you, Like, as in you don't like to do them, or? Well, it's, like, why don't you just contact them? Right. So let's say, cause here's what an email introduction is. I think they feel like that if, if they contact them, they will be ignored. But if the person in this case, you little Ryan knows you. So if he sees an email from Merlin, he's more likely to respond to that than from John Q public who he's never heard of before. I think okay. that's the, that's the motivation. Okay. Well, let's say for the sake of argument that like, I know Dick Cheney and the guy in my hot dog place knows I know Dick Cheney right. and he wants to be introduced to Dick Cheney. Yeah. Well, the very, and so, so the guy at the hot dog place, uh, will, might say, Hey, uh, I have, uh, usually they have enough sense to say why they want to contact the person. I have a podcast and I want Dick Cheney to be on my podcast. And I say, that's awesome. So can you introduce me? Well, um, could, have you tried contacting them? Well, yeah, I did. I emailed them seven times and I, uh, you follow me. Like you're following, you following me on this, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's at first it seems complicated, but it's kind of not really that complicated. Like, okay. Oh, you, okay. So what happened when you try to contact them? Well, I emailed them a couple times. I've been sending them things on Twitter and they never said anything back. So you're like, you're like, let it tr- try and fail, try and fail. And then if you fail, then I will, I will help as opposed to. Well, let's cut to the chase. Yeah. Uh, whether it's, whether it's uh, Dick Cheney or otherwise. So now like I'm the one who's going to help you turbo past this person who knows how to read. Like they know how to read and make decisions in their life. So essentially what you're saying to me is like, I need, I need you to be my, my uh, personality rabbi Mm -hmm. and get me in this back door of this person who's obviously (laughs) not responding to me. Yes. No, exactly. That's exactly what they want. I mean, I, I've done that. I've been on all three sides of that. I, I completely, I completely understand that, but it does put someone in an awkward position. And, um, specifically for me, like I've got, uh, I'm acquainted with people who other people have heard of. Mm. And um, those people are a lot busier than I am to the point where, let me just say that like some people that I'm actually kind of pretty good pals with, it's, I, I, we don't respond to each other, other's emails for a couple of weeks sometimes. Like it's, it's people who do like lots of stuff and don't, aren't, you know what I mean? It's yes. like, there's, they have a lot going on. What I'm trying to say is without sounding like a, like a douche is that like, I don't have enough time to spend with my kid. <laughs> let alone to spend with somebody who like makes a TV show or a Mm -hmm. comic or something like that as I'd like to. So I'm going to use my opportunity to talk to them once this month to introduce somebody that they don't know. And then I essentially vouch for them. That sounds so awful, but that's what I'm doing. I'm basically saying, look, I know that you went to college and know how to read things, but Never mind that I, it's obvious that you haven't responded to this person. Please go respond to them. There's no way for, in other words, there's no way for me to introduce somebody without it being a mutual endorsement. Hmm. So I, I, that sounds mean, I guess, but it's I like find introducing that, like a, a, a guitarist to a bassist. Like then, 
all right, maybe you guys are going to jam together. But if it's like introducing a fan to the guitarist, yeah, okay, that's, that's actually that's actually a pretty good example. Like, what if somebody said to you, or somebody said to you, "Hey, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm an above average bass player, and I'd like to meet an above average guitar player. Right? Do you know any above average guitar players who are available? Boy, that's that's totally organic. I'd be, oh yes, you should meet my friend, you know, Alice. And so I introduce Alice and Bob, and that's this thing, and they go off and they do their thing. Mm. But that's not usually what it is. Mm. It's usually that they're contacting you to like, I don't know, what, social climb? Something like try to get an introduction somewhere, right. which is not a, I'm just being, I'm being honest. We all do it, but it's, it, it's an awkward position to put someone in because, you know, it's, I don't know. And I've been contacted by people I don't want to vouch for, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be a jerk, but like, it's, but it's, you know, it's, and it's not, is it necessarily if I know a psycho, like essentially a psycho stalker? The last thing I want to do is go introduce them to somebody that I know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, you know, like a, you know, Jack in the box with a turd or something like, <laughs> I don't want to hand that to somebody surprise. Yeah. So, but if you're going to do it, here's how I do it. Um, usually, uh, and you've gotten this, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know where I first picked up the symbol. You ever seen the, you know, that symbol, it's like a, a two arrow line. I, I stole this from somebody else, but you know, it's like, yeah, the two little, the, it, yes, I know what you got mean. an arrow on both ends. Yeah. So I will say Alice, whatever that symbol is, Max, <laughs> and Bob, I'll say yeah. intro, colon, Alice, two arrows, Bob, one of my favorite Native American names, Alice, two arrows, Bob. <laughs> and then I'll say, uh, hi, uh, you are Alice, you are Bob, uh, Alice, you do foobar bat and, uh, Bob, you do bit, bit, Bob, you guys, you guys should meet each other. Uh, no need to respond to me. I don't, well, you know what I didn't say is I'll first con. Here's the other thing. Now I got now I got homework, right? So Alice wants to meet Bob, and so I have to go contact Bob and say, Alice, I have this friend named Alice who wants to meet you via email. Is it okay? So I have to go basically broker a deal. Like, is it okay? So now I'm I'm fielding email from both of these people to make sure it's okay for me to email them. Because you don't just you know you would you want that? Would you want me to just start randomly introducing you to people no. at mm-hmm. private address? No. It's it is it's intimate in its way, so that's what I'll do. I'll say yeah, intro colon da 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 these two people, and then I'll say something really obvious about how you might know each other from this thing that this person does, and then I'll usually say like, hey, feel free to rope me in if you need to, but no need to include me. And then most people will write back. They'll two people will say, hey, Alice, nice to meet you. Bob, nice to meet you. Thanks, Merlin. That's a that's a good transaction. Couldn't do it every day. <laughs> that's yeah, that's half an hour yeah. to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, it sounds. Dan, it's really hard. Uh, I, I, as much as I preach it, I still feel really defensive about taking care of my time. I still feel very self-conscious about it. I really do. I, I, I know it's right. I know I shouldn't care. I counsel people to not care, but I still find it incredibly complicated. I don't like saying no to people. I don't like saying no. I, I can't do. I can't be on your podcast twice a month. No, I can't. Like, I feel like a jerk doing that. It's hard. What do you do? With the intro, this, is, this sounds like this. This this is literally, literally torn from the headlines of Dan's life. Well, no, I mean it's just it's this is the kind of thing that happens a lot because in, in being lucky enough to like have the job that I have, I get to talk to all kinds of people, including you. And there are a lot of people who think that I have some kind of inside line to Merlin, which maybe it, you might reply to an email from me before you would reply to an email uh, from a, a complete stranger, but. It's not like I, the whole fact that that might be true would be the exact reason I don't want to do the introduction for the person. Because if I start sending you, th- oh, this guy that I met yesterday said he wanted to email you. So by the way, I just gave him your email and told him it was okay. You know, and now I'm sending introductory emails. 
that happens a lot. That happens actually more. And people think that because we do a show together and that we we're friends, that that automatically means that I somehow have some of your time or that you're more willing to dedicate time to somebody that I would put in front of you for without that kind of a mute. But see, the other thing is, hang on, hang on. People think that whatever it is that they want to tell you or ask you creates that mutual synergy that you were describing by saying here's the drummer and here's the bassist that want to work together you know what i'm saying like in their mind that's that's exactly what's happening you know what i'm saying they think that they have so i don't know well um but i'm gonna interrupt you but that's i'm i i I would if you said to somebody hey i want you to go meet this this person i I would do that but that's the problem right the the problem is if bob or let's, let's say alice is really busy on tour I don't remember which one she is, but Alice is Alice is out and busy and on tour. And I, I know is like, you know, having health problems or something. I don't know. But like Alice is a human being and Alice is busy. Yeah. Well, my saying to Alice, my friend Bob would really like to connect up with you to talk about this thing. There's so much implied in that. Otherwise, the thing is, if there weren't a lot implied in that, nobody would contact me. Uh, or you. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. Whomever. yeah. But the point is, when Bob contacts me to meet Alice, for example, um, that means basically I am conferring value to Bob and saying like, Hey, Alice, you should, you should, you should not only should you take time to meet Bob cause I'm kind of pre qualified Bob as a human, but like now also Alice kind of feels like she owes it to me in the same way that I would feel like I owe it to you. I mm-hmm. wouldn't just ignore it if right. you introduced me to somebody, but I mean, the problem is it's just we should talk about something you like in a minute, but let me get two things off my mind. Um, one thing is that, that it doesn't cost anything to do that. And there are people who ask those kinds of favors a lot. And it is a favor. It is a favor to ask. Don't do it a lot, you know, please. Uh, but there are people who do that an awful lot and then feel like they're paying you back in kind by introducing you to other people. They, they think of themselves as networkers. And what they really are, they're, they're existential noisemakers. Like that's not helping anybody. Just sending emails back and forth is is not... I don't want to live in that world. Like, I'm hi. It's it's nice to meet you. I'm glad you have the best chili on the East Coast. But why are we why are we having this conversation? <laughs> right. Whatever. Whatever. But uh, the other thing, just quickly, um, I, I remember really feeling a lot of pressure um, when I was doing um, Mac Break Weekly a few years ago, oh. and it's a pretty popular show, and everybody loves Leo Laporte. Like Leo Laporte is everybody's hero, and I talk to him every Tuesday or whatever, right? Like. We were pals. He's great. He was like one of the hugest like helpers to my career of all time. And he's a, a really nice guy, really busy guy who does not answer his email because <laughs> he gets too much email. He's people ask him to do stuff all the time. And uh, it's hard for him to do. I mean, even though he's like a good guy, like he can't go and make the things you listen to if he's sitting there and like hand sifting like every single email he gets for what he can do to help that person he's never met. Like yeah. that, that, that would make it so that he can't do what you love him for. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what would happen? Well, and this is why, this is why I, I know I sound sensitive about this because I, I don't want people to think I'm a jerk, but this is why I get back to like, well, what happened when you contacted them? So like when the chili King of, uh, when the chili King of, uh, of Maryland contacted <laughs> you about wanting to get with me about Zibba Zabba, well, you know, I, there's probably a reason I haven't responded. Maybe I'm just too busy. Maybe I've just got too much stuff. And maybe like if it would take me two hours a day to just say no to everybody. Yeah. Like that's just like a reality of life. And that really sucks. And now explaining it is taking up everybody's time. But anyway, so what would people do? People would contact me. And like the, the one that was annoying and most frequent, frequent was, hey, I want Leo to be on my show 
or I want da 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 da. I've been trying really hard to contact him. He never writes back. He never toots me back. Or like he, you know, he said no a long time ago or something. Could you give me his email address? Like, give me his like people. This is Dan. This happened. People would say like, could you give me that person's email address? Which I feel really disloyal doing. I think that's why. I think that has. I think what has replaced. Could you give me their email addresses? Could you introduce me via email mm-hmm. so, so I can get their email address? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of, I think, what the polite thing is. But I'll tell you. So that was that happened a lot. You know what happened less often that mm. was even creepier? Uh, Amber MacArthur. I've been trying to contact Amber MacArthur, who's a, uh, an awesome lady who does podcasts and who happens to also be very attractive and lots of people are real creepy about her. And, you know, I, I feel protective, you know, because she's a pal. And, like, there were all these real, like, creepy guys, like, wanting to know what her email address is. And I was like, I just, I didn't say this, but I just would just think like, can you just think about how you look right now? It's, that's so bizarre. Like, would you want somebody to do that to your sister? Mm-mm. That's such a weird thing to do. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to, to close out this, this little bit, we can come back to this, but just before you tell me about something you like, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to want to meet people, but you know, why don't, maybe you could go try and impress them on your own. Maybe, maybe, you know, I, if somebody sends me a link that says like, here's, show like not fan art what are you going to call it here's something i made about roderick on the line and they send it on twitter there's a pretty good chance i'll go and look at it because mm-hmm. all you're asking me to do is click on something and it's nice you were nice to make it and like I, it just makes me so happy it's back to work or this or you look nice today or uh back to work or roderick on the line or you look nice here whatever like that is so awesome and all i had to do is click on it and look at it everybody likes a compliment. It's so great, but a compliment shouldn't come with a request for a favor. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't scale. So, I mean, why don't you do that with that person? Like if you're trying to reach, if you know, if you, if you are the person who wants to reach the, the chili King of Baltimore, uh, then, you know, maybe send them some chili art. I don't know. I'm not going anywhere with this. I, I start fast talking when I get nervous, Dan, cause I, I feel weird uh, even talking about this stuff. This is, this is the hard stuff in life. Yeah. And I don't and have it's a solution about, like, to not, it. It's it's about not letting people down in a way. Yeah, but in order to not let the important people down, you have to let a lot of other people down. Mm. I, I, if somebody else has a better recipe, you know, send it to Dan. But I don't, I don't know how to do that. I don't, you know, everybody else's challenges, everybody else's situation looks so different from where you stand. And, and, um, I'm grateful when people like assume that I'm busy. Well, I'm not like that busy, but part of that not being that busy is that I just can't, I couldn't, I'm not talking just about me, you guys. I'm talking about everybody really. It's, I guess it's perplexing to me that there aren't more people that are a little bit more slavish about that. I mean, if, you know, if, if, uh, if Dick Cheney wants to have coffee, yeah, I might, might cancel stuff because who wouldn't want to have coffee with Dick Cheney? But, but you know, I don't know. It's, you start getting into these issues it's on, on the on the web today. It's so complicated because you very quickly go from something we can all agree on to something that makes you seem fancy to something that makes you seem like a dick in like three seconds. And if you're really honest about your life with this stuff and not just doing it to like be well branded, you have to get near that third rail, which is that we can't treat everybody the same way all the time, especially strangers. It's just I don't know how you do it. If all, in, unless you get into this business of just wanting to acquire to convert strangers into vague acquaintances i just i don't know how you do that i really don't unless you you know what if you got an infrastructure for that like if you've got like a beatles fan club type thing that can mm-hmm. go fake answer all your email or you can have an auto response while you're in your hammock or whatever like i don't i, I don't know do you feel bad about it yeah i mean in a, in a way i do my the the thing that i wind up doing it's less just with the introduction stuff but just people will email 
And I talked about this with John Syracuse a long, long time ago, back in the hypercritical uh, show, where we were talking about just feedback and follow up in general. And you have this. You know, he was saying he feels obligated to read all the emails that he receives. He does not feel obligated to reply to all of the email that he receives. Right. And I've just kind of gotten to this point where I, f- I feel like I can't, I, I'm, I'm there now, but I don't, he doesn't feel the obligation. He doesn't feel the responsibility or the pressure to actually reply. And I still do. And I'll read an email and I'll be like, oh, wow, this person took the time to email me to thank me for, you know, something that Merlin and I talked about on this show and it helped them. I'm like, yeah, I I mean, I want to reply to that person. But then my, you know, my kid uh, dropped her drink on the ground and I got to go get it for her and clean it up. Or, you know, we've got a sponsor call to do or I'm supposed to be on the air or whatever. And these things that feel like nice things that are responses to other nice things, these, these things that really feel like they should come first, uh, they wind up not happening at all. And it's sometimes hard when you're kind of overworked as it is and kind of really, really busy as it is to ignore that particular thing that I feel is, is a good obligation to have It's like, wow, these people enjoyed this thing that I made and they're saying, thank you. And how can I disregard that and not feel bad about it? Forget the introduction. Forget, you know, this is a friend who knows me who's asking me for something. But a stranger who I helped in some way or something that I was involved with made a difference in their life in some way. We get a lot of emails like that. I'm sure you get a ton like that. And, you know, I feel bad. Like, I, I do. That, like, weighs on horrible. me. I feel it horrible. It weighs on me. Oh, my God. It it. I feel I can't, and you know, we're focusing on the, the consequences of this rather than like how it starts. And it's like, I, I, uh, I can't tell you how much it means to me when people say things like that. When people say, you know, I gotta say it, Twitter's great because it's easy to consume, but like, you know, some people will write the nicest notes. And I just, um, I, I don't know how to tell you guys like how much that means to me. Right. But, but I, you know, but at the same time, it doesn't make it any less complicated that I, like, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't answer, like, everything with the same amount of enthusiasm and then have a follow-up call. And that it just wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. I feel like such a, a jerk for saying that. But if it's any consolation, it does make me feel terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, serially, really terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, remind me, say Greek food when we come back. Greek food? You got anything you want to tell me about that you like? Shutterstock, you will find over 20 million stock photos, vectors, illustrations, video clips. You go to Shutterstock.com or you go and search for Shutterstock in the App Store. For iOS, you will find their really, really awesome iPad app. lets you do everything that the website can do in a very, very nice way. But what does the website do? It lets you look through this global collection of images. And they also have, besides just these really great high-resolution images, which are all taken by independent photographers around the world. You can also find really, really awesome vectors, icons, infographic templates, video clips, you name it, whatever it is that you're building. The folks here that office uh, here with me, they're a user, you know, they, they do like user interface stuff and they were doing a pitch for a new client. So they wanted imagery to put into their little mock-up for their proposal that they were doing. You know, this is a business they haven't even gotten. They went to Shutterstock. They used the code, which I'll tell you in a second. And they got, 25% off and they bought one image. That's all they wanted was one image for the one thing that they did. That's fine. 
other folks are building, you know, their own image libraries. They want stock photos. They're doing a, you know, a newsletter every week. They're doing a blog post every day, whatever it is, you can find the images and the stuff that you're going to need. And they even have enhanced licenses for, uh, for big shots like, uh, Jason Snell, who, you know, they, they're doing like print publications and things. You can get the license you need, no matter what it is. And you're going to get 25% off shutterstock.com. The offer code is back to work nine spelled out back to work. And then the number nine. 25% off any package over there. Create your light box like Merlin did when I was sick. He made one of sick people. And, uh, you know, you can go there and create a little light box on the fly as you're going to collect and group those images. All kinds of tools on there. You need to go check it out. Shutterstock.com. Thank you very much to Shutterstock for supporting 5x5 and Back to Work. Back to Work 9 is the offer code. 24-hour thank, support. Thank you, Shutterstock. Week. Good guys. 24-7. During the, uh, what is it? During the week. During the week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good company. Yeah, it is. Sweet, sweet people. Sweet people. Um, more about Greek oh, food. Oh, Greek food. Greek food. I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, I don't blame you. I shouldn't say anything. Don't, don't. don't. It's not nice. Yeah. Oh, not, we were, nice. um, <clears throat> we were, um, I think it was probably family movie night, but I know it might've been while I was playing Uno, but whatever it was, I was very deeply involved in doing something with my daughter that I wanted and needed to, and chose to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And then I stepped away for a minute to do something. I forget what, but I had to run to another room. Mm. It was right in the window for our Greek delivery food to be delivered. And, uh, it was hot that day. So I had the door open down the steps, you know, you know how it is when you're in a, like a a building, you hit a buzzer and the door opens and stuff. I forgot that I forgot that the door was actually open, but anyway, um, I'm running around, we're playing Uno. She's like, come on, take two, pick two. Ah. And I'm running around and I hear, um, hear, you know, zart, zart, zart downstairs, like somebody's buzzing. Yeah. And so I go to the buzzer and I go, buzz, buzz, buzz. And I don't hear the door. So I go, buzz, 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 yeah. which just is international symbol for open the door and come in like a gentleman. Nothing's happening. And so I, I stick my head around, <laughs> I stick my head around and I look down and I go, it's okay. I'll, I'll come down. Hang on. It's not Greek food. It's it's a guy it's a guy in some kind of like fake looking uniform standing there with a clipboard. Whoa! And like giving me this look. Hmm. And so I'm like, Ugh. I was like, hey, is it the delivery? And he's like, no. And I go down and it's like, hey, we just want to let you know that uh, AT and T has uh, been increasing the uh, capacity on the broadband bed, and uh, we're the throughput. I was like, oh wow. I was like, no, thank you. And he said, uh, what's your name? And I said, it doesn't matter what my name is. Please leave. Yeah. Get out and of here. He looked at me like I had handed him a jack in the box full of poop. He, he, he looked so like a com, you know, he's like a young guy. So he's got that kind of whatever look. Down. Oh yeah. But I don't know why that really, that made me, I don't know. You know what part of it is? Part of it is that like, we've gotten better about spam in life. We've gotten better about, you know, I, we found ways to get, to see less junk mail. We've found ways to see, I felt like I found ways to see less junk calling and um, telemarketing. And I, I don't, you don't, it's now seems incredibly creepy when somebody comes to my door and I didn't ask them to be there. Oh, it is. It's just gotten really weird. It, I assume that it's a psycho. I, like, why would you come to somebody's house at dinner time and want to talk to them? Or think, or so think that weird. they would tolerate being talked to. Yeah, you know? I mean, and, and if you are doing that, like when I was a telemarketer, like you better be like professionally thick skinned. I don't, I don't mean, I mean like literally for a living, <laughs> your skin thickness yeah. should be, should be your guide. 
But like, I feel bad for the guy in the one level. Like he's got to go door to door in this. Why and, do you, you feel know. bad for that? I Nobody's don't... making him do that job. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I mean, he. This is where we get into this weird territory. I hate that he asked for my name. That made me angry. Yeah, I think it's super creepy to go some go to somebody's house, disrupt them at dinner time while they're playing Uno with their daughter, and then asking them what their name is. I was like, well, are you kidding me? I've seen Glengarry Glenn. I've forgotten more about Glengarry Glenn Ross than you'll ever know. I understand what you're doing, sir. You want to get my name. So, you know, eh, Dale Carnegie, shove it. You know, get out of here. I, I was I was so angry. I feel bad for the guy, but not that bad. Our food came later. It was good. I got a kebab. Did they ask you for your name or they already knew it? Nope. They're they're super polite. I and feel they, like they get nobody in, should, they get out. if you don't already know my name, then don't come to my door. Because there's, okay. that, you know what I'm saying? That's the rule. You know where you are? You're right back at the introduction. Yeah. Think about it. Right? Yeah. I mean, k- kind of. It's Except the only difference is, like, I don't know their email address. Or I tried their email address and they didn't respond. It's the same thing here. You know, it's it's why it's so valuable, I guess, to send spam that looks like it's coming from somebody that you know. You know, you have to, you have to find these um, intimacy blinds. You know, you have to find these ways to make something look human and, and real. And, like, you know, for, what could be better for that than, like... You know what? I'm not gonna say anymore. It's a complicated problem, Dan. I feel like if you don't if you don't know my name, yep, then you don't you shouldn't be coming around. And what, so what I did is I went and got, I ordered it on Amazon. You know, I'll see if I can find it because I know a lot of people in the audience are gonna want this. There is a little uh, no soliciting <laughs> sign because uh, we were getting. <laughs> I don't think that's legally binding. <laughs> we were getting a lot of solicitations at the house and I don't, I don't like that. And I wanted something that was heavy duty. I wanted like a brass, you know, I didn't want to put up like a piece of crap, you know, thing like taped to the window or something, or like one of the awful ones you would see like outside of an office. We got one, we got one for this too. Here it is. And it was fairly expensive. I mean, we're almost talking like Marco level, uh, very expensive. And I'll put it into the show notes. It is a brass, no soliciting sign. It is $44.95. It's classic solid <laughs> it means, brass. It means you're angry, a loner, and you have money. <laughs> and it, this is, it's, uh, it, it's a handcrafted sign. Huh, it's artisanal. Hand cast brass. Each one's a little different. <laughs> Nobody there no, rides for free. <laughs> there's no two alike. Huh. I know. And, wow, uh, it's a small batch. It, it is, yeah, it's very small. Hmm. And you can, uh, you can you can use like a Scotch Bright pad on this to bring the finish back if you've had it uh, for a while. But anyway, um, I put this up, and immediately all the solicitations stopped. Are you sure? Yes, like hmm. it was dramatic. It went from like one every day or two to nothing, absolutely nothing. And then one time, somebody knocked uh, on the door, and I o- opened the door, and I could tell they were a solicitor. And I looked at them and I just pointed at the sign and they're like, well, I'm not a solicitor. I said, okay, what are you doing here? And they said, well, obviously not a reader either. Right. Like, oh, I'm with, I don't want to say the company, but it was a service that we already had. And they're like, I'm just telling you about a new promotion we have going on. I said, so you're soliciting me on a new promotion. Well, you're an existing customer. I said, you're still soliciting me. Yeah. Like that's still a solicitation. I don't care if I'm a customer or not. You're trying to sell me on something. You really think it makes a difference? Made though? a huge difference. One of the best 45 buck uh, bills I've ever spent. 
Hmm. Yeah. Tell you what, it's in the show bill. notes now. Yeah. It's a beautiful, bucks bill. beautiful sign. I don't know. I, I really feel like stuff like that doesn't work. Maybe it doesn't, it just doesn't work for me. Uh, it works. But I, I think it's, oh, it yeah. Works. Try okay. it. Can you put this, you can't no. put it on your door because you live in a, like a, like a, a building. I don't have a door. I have a portcullis. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe in signs. I just, I think signs just draw attention. I think, you know, it's, it's sort of like it shows that you, the thing is, I don't know. That's just in my, in my, in my opinion, in my experience, just not answering the door uh, would be the way that I would do it. Okay. But but you, here's why you can't, no, no. Here's why you can't do that. Why? I'll tell you. This could be a criminal outside the door who is checking to see if you are going if you are going to answer the door because that's going to tell them if you're at home. So listen to this. This is a story uh, from one of our friends. This uh, somebody, some you know, obviously some stranger uh, came to the this person's door. Not anyone that the the woman knew. But she went to the door and she didn't open the door, but she's like, yes, may I help you? And they're like, oh, uh, you know, we're doing a survey for whatever. And then she said, no, thank you. Meanwhile, the guy goes down the street to another house. Same thing, knocks on the door. But this time, a person's home kicks in the door when Hmm. they didn't answer the door, kicks in the door. So So you want to answer your door. But to have that lady at your house all the time. No, you want to answer the door. Yeah. You you want to because then that's ah, an indication of your home. You're on another planet, Dan. That 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 doesn't make any sense at all. So how do you know? I don't think that makes sense. If you don't answer the door, they're going to say you're not home. You're primed to be robbed. So they're going to try and rob you. This is <laughs> so, a fact. I'm not making this up. This is a fact. That, that, that then that would that would imply that this in is order a fact. for your home. Okay. It would imply that in order to be secure, you should hire someone to always be at your home and slightly annoyed that someone is there. No, but what I'm saying is if you're there, don't act like you're not there. What about when you're not there, Dan? Just well, then you, that's then. the risk you take leaving your house. Mm. But what I'm saying is if you are there, then don't not be there. Be, per, don't I pretend I just think it draws know. attention. Signs draw attention. Wait till you see this sign. It's very elegant. Well, then it's going to elegantly draw attention. No. You it's know, it minimal. Just, it's, it's, it's very minimal. You don't see it until you're about to knock on the door. You know what they it's not say, a big as long sign. as as long as the the lead is talking, the salesman is still closing. And I think that shows you have a level of engagement. It shows that you're like aware. I think you should return no, as John Syracuse says. Mm. I think the door should go no, <laughs> no. I haven't finished those errands yet. Yeah. Okay. You want to tell me about one last thing you like? I would love to do that. Is it very special? It is very special. All the stuff we tell you about is very special by definition. By definition, everything I say is a promise. HostGator.com, premier web hosting provider. I use these guys for a number of my domains that I have hosted. And that I, what I wanted was I wanted to have, well, they have a few different things. They'd have the, they have a shared hosting, just like in the old days. You remember that, the shared hosting? They still mm-hmm. have it. It's very, very affordable. You can get it. But now they've found a way to make it very secure. You don't just CD into everyone else's directory. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing that they have. They also have VPSs, all the fancy new stuff, the cloud stuff, and they have dedicated servers too. But it doesn't really matter. Whatever you're looking to do, if you want to start a website, if you want to build your own thing, they have really great one-click installs and tons and tons of other features that make getting your site set up and running so easy to do. Now, if you're a more advanced user, if you're a a Merlin man, or if you're a business, 
You can even go and make a little business out of this. Let's say that you have customers. Let's just say that you have your own content management system or you use one of these publishing tools that are out there and you want to go and you want to say, you know what, we'll design your site and we'll host it for you because that's the business you want to be. You can be a reseller. They guarantee 99.9% uptime no matter what you need, no matter what you're doing. When you host with them, you get unlimited disk space and unlimited bandwidth. They have tons of these one-click installs. So then when you have software you want to put on there, one-click, it's installed, it's configured. They have optimized hosting platforms. They've got free site builder tools. You name it, go check them out. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, these are, this is the place to go. HostGator.com, they gave us a code too. Back to work, number nine, back to work nine. You're going to get 30% off everything at HostGator.com. They're here, they're right here in Austin. I'm going to go have lunch with them in a, a week or so. Nice. They gave me a little uh, little stuffed animal. It's a little uh, gator. It's pretty cool. A host, little host? little hosting, hosted gator. So go check them out. Hostgator.com. Wonderful folks. Really fantastic support. That's another thing I'll say about this. When you start getting into installing stuff, you want people who know how to do it. They can help you out. Go check them out. Hostgator.com. Thanks very much to Hostgator for supporting 5x5 and B2W. Mm-hmm. That was good, Dan. Do you don't That's want me to I won't jump do in two on shows these? a night? No, I don't need you. Hmm? Well, goes this way. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, if you, you have something to say, you can say. You want me to set you up with a site? I'll resell you a site. You resell me a site? Sure. You want a site? I'll set you up. Mm-hmm. You don't have to mm-hmm. ask me twice. Push, push me. I push back. What so I'll do is I'll, I'll send an intro email to you and my friends over there. Oh, okay. You got uh, two arrows. Mm-hmm. First arrow, mm-hmm. ow. Second arrow, whoa. So what? So what? One goes one way. That was, uh, that was, I can't believe we've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes. Have you? Doesn't we? that seem shorter? I mean, I can't believe I've been talking for an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> for me, it's just the regular, you know, looking at comic books. You record books this in and... Apple Logic, and so you Pro can tools. go and see. I know, I'm quoting the show. Oh. How do you go from recording in Skype into Logic? Like, how do you do that without, without your fancy setup? So I got Skype, regular standard Skype, yeah. and I got Logic Pro. How do I pipe that? Yeah, it's probably better off air, huh? No, I'll t- people do. No, tell me later. People do tune in for these things. I've got to eat. I also want to talk about my Fitbit. And uh, you, meant, you wanted me to say Greek food after I come back from doing an ad. Okay, so anyway, I'm playing Uno with my daughter. Uh huh. That was it. Oh. That was it? She can play Uno. God, this kid is a freaking genius. She's. I'll post a picture. Uh, she keeps score. She's really freakishly smart. She uh, mostly kicks my ass. I don't know. And I, I play hard. I play hard. And I, you know what? The only difference is I play very hard rules. I play, I play the rules where you can't play a card unless you don't have any other choice. Because the, the way most people play Uno, the punk-ass way to play Uno, uh-huh. is you can just start dropping plus fours anytime you feel like it. I play the version where you can only play a wild or a, or a plus if you don't have other things you can play. Otherwise, you'd empty out your whole hand and not have be holding any. Oh, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. It's more challenging that way. That, apart from that, I play as hard as I can against her, and Seriously. she beats me. No, it's seriously, I, I, I might in the lifetime that we've been playing, I might be up like 2% in games, but it's pretty much a dead heat. Yeah, she's good. She's freakishly good. Itty bitty Hellboy. All right, you want to button this up? Oh, yeah, let's button it up. Yeah, okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.